genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We are covering the movie Mallrats, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 57, which is quite possibly the greatest flannel minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. <laughs> and I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Chris from The Recasting Couch. And we're on Minute Heinz 57. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with proper podium placement procedures and with T.S. trying to argue with Rooker. Although if you add the penis to it, it would be the pink penis podium placement procedure. There was a reason why I stopped, stopped at four Ps, because I figured that's about how many I could probably do in one take. <laughs> I, I'm Honestly, I'm shocked I got it all out. I think the first time I did it, there were six, and I tried it a couple times, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing the opening like eight times trying to get through this. Well, what was the extra one? Uh, I took them all out, and I don't remember. I just at, at some point, once I had three, I'm like, oh, let's see how many I can do. Because <laughs> I think there was penises in there, pink was in there. I don't know. God knows what else I put in there. Purgatory. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot happening this minute. We get a lot of Rooker, a lot of good face acting from Walt. <laughs> <laughs> the, Lon, the Lon Chaney of the Viewisk universe. <laughs> I feel like uh, when Rooker goes to put the podium down and almost falls over. Oh, yeah. He, lo- he almost loses it a couple times there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was like, did they tell him to do that? Or is Rooker just a great actor who knows how to do a little business? Well, his his leg goes through the floor. Oh, my oh, when, God. When he does yeah. that, when he's stomping on the floor, like I realize that it's set up and he there's probably a mark on the floor for him to know where to jam his foot through. He goes down. But he I does. Care. That is a great fall. That was for a stuntman. Yeah. That'd be a great fall. <laughs> I, I rewound it to see if it was a stuntman because it doesn't look like he should have did that himself. And he doesn't look. I'm watching it right now. He doesn't look to find his mark. He just oh, no. dedicates it. He just stomps until he gets to it. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like it hurt a whole lot. Oh, yeah. He looks like he broke his ankle or something. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> I keep trying to rewind so, it. It's why he's so pissed afterwards. Yeah. yeah oh, like my God. And see. then we get the surround sound flannel. This is what you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Are they not wearing enough- the same shirt? Yeah, it, well, it's a little different. His is like a little greenish, maybe, a little tint of green in it, where the other guy's is more faded. They even have the sleeves folded up the same way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that like, how you can tell who listened to Green Day and who listened to Pearl Jam? <laughs> is that what it is? But you got to tie like, it around your waist. <laughs> right. No, that was Nirvana. That, that's what Nirvana people did. Like, I don't know whose um, responsibility that would be. Maybe the director of photography or art direction or whatever. Or literally, if these guys get on screen together, you got to be like, no, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. Too many flannels. You know, that's it. Well, he's wearing a bandana. You you can tell the difference. (laughs) But this was the 1990s. There was probably 87 shades of flannel to be found within 10 minutes. Just grab another one. Like even like a like a very popular like red flannel like a bright I was gonna say, bright a red lum- flannel a lumberjack red would have been yeah. perfect here yeah to break it up because it's nothing but like it's like just faded colors and everything in there it's like depressing me <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's an indie film that doesn't know better <laughs> yeah the director's is like I don't know what are we supposed to do <laughs> Kevin tells a story somewhere it's one of the extras where he talks about they do the first day of shooting so they shoot around and it's all done. And they're packing up, and he's, he goes over to the crew, and he's like, ah, so uh, what do I need to do? And they're like, you're the director. You don't have to do anything. 
<laughs> like he thought he had to like carry shit out of there. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, believe me, I've been a roadie for my brother, my younger brother's bands for long enough to know it's just like, oh yeah, no, you're not, you are not responsible for anything at this point. It's like, no, no, you need to leave, and you have, you should have other things to do besides this. Yeah, like any you know small band knows, they're like, oh, we've got to load everything in and out. It's going to take an hour, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's got to catch you off guard, and they're like, no, no, we got guys for that. It's the guy with the long hair and the flannel shirt. Yeah, of course. It's the guy with the fake long hair, the fake mustache, and the fake eyebrows. You think it's fake? That's a bad mustache. I didn't say it was good. I, I'm I was, saying I don't think it's fake. It, it's fake because Walt Flanagan was in it in this movie earlier. Yeah. Oh it, shit! That's I, I didn't even make the connection. So he's the tell him Steve Dave yes, guy. Yeah, and he's, he's the long hair mustache guy. Yeah. yeah. Although it's plausible that he had the long hair and mustache and then cut it and shaved it. for the time. Yeah, he's, he's too buttoned down for that type of thing. Oh, there's yeah, no I, way he could grow that mustache. Or there's I'm a Martin guy Landau eyebrows he's got. Yeah, I can't grow any sort of facial hair whatsoever, and I know for a fact that that guy cannot grow any facial hair whatsoever. <laughs> and even if he could, it would be some sort of wispy 14-year-old boy's mustache, not like this. I mean, there's no, he, looks like, he looks like Pi May with that mustache. So Rooker gets up. He he was able to recover his water bottle, so that's good. Put that yeah. away. Where did it come from? Oh, it's in his pocket. I it's in his pocket. Um, where yeah. if you were doing this today, that'd probably be his cell phone in his pocket, maybe. Right. But yeah, he's got some big it. pants. Yeah, he's got a he's got a lot of business later with that water bottle. So <laughs> <laughs> then he fires people the way you could do in the old days, which is just to yank their ID card. Yeah, and tell them they're fired. Yeah, you're As if fired. there isn't like a whole mountain of paperwork you've got to fill yeah. out. Yeah. Apparently, during the filming of this, Walt Flanagan got fired from doing things backstage, too. That's when he went and b- bought the dog at the mall. Well, I guess he was fired slash quit, I think is what happened. Yeah, yeah. They were like, not let- he was supposed to be a PA, and he didn't know what that meant. So like, they started telling him to do stuff, and he didn't want to do it. <laughs> and then he's like, well, no, I- you're kidding me. And he's like, well, I don't want to go to Kevin and you know say that I don't want to do this. And then when it ha- I ended up- they ended up going to Kevin at some point, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. They went to Kevin at some point. He said, well, this." Tell him not to do it, though. Yeah, he's like, tell him I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, yeah. I don't want to work at all. He's like, then, then don't work. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> and apparently he went and bought a dog, and they were running around the mall and shit. That's where he gets the line from um, the faster than Walt Flanagan's dog. He had that dog for years, too. That dog lived yeah. for a while. Yeah, that dog lived for a long time. I like this, how Rooker's just going about his business, and T.S. is just trying to talk to him. <laughs> he's just ignoring I, well, him. What kind of... Uh, production is this where he can just follow him around backstage and shit too yeah like oh well he follows him backstage and we see no less than two other sets of flannel and the oompa loompa reappears <laughs> yeah, oh you're, really... you're kidding me we get yeah another... you can see him in the background uh like oh mid- God, 30, yes. a second like 38 <laughs> oh, that's so funny you can see off to the left there's a guy in a he's got a canadian tuxedo he's in all denim there's two guys in flannel on the right and then standing down on the ground, which makes it even better because he's, now he's two feet shorter than everybody else is the Oompa Loompa. <laughs> and he just saw again, some other flannel guy, flannel guy after that. Because it looks like is, they're, they're using four extras and they're trying to make it look like more. So it's the yeah. same four guys he keeps saying. What is this backstage? He walks in one door and out the other and he's still on the stage. Well, I guess it's just like the staging area where like your uh, contestants are going to stand before they walk out. Okay. So it's not like a real backstage where like you have somewhere to be. It's almost more like standing in the wings. Right. Yeah. It's where it's where they get high and pass out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that's here. I think that's another layer back is where that is. Like behind like the shiny uh, one there that looks like a. Oh man, is is this like that Princess Cape or production? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we mentioned this before. Like, this show is supposed to go on in, like, an hour or two. And, like, they're literally building the set. Right. Like, why is this being built now? <laughs> Shouldn't this be built, like, yesterday? <laughs> it's oh, so yeah, weird. oh, yeah, no. The construction should have been done days ago. Yeah. 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 I could see dressing the set on the day. But, like, the construction should be done. <laughs> like, they're still, quote, unquote, building it. Oh, I do have a note in my uh, notes here about this is a pretty extreme camera move for Kevin. Like, the camera moves down the hallway. Oh, yeah, Stops yeah. for a bit, looks back, and then continues down the hall all in one move. I mean, for a man who's all about locking the camera down and not moving, this must have been – Dave Klein must have been like, please let me move the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it follows him down the hall, and then the cameraman moves beyond them to do a reverse shot at TS. And now they're walking towards the camera. But you can certainly tell out of the actors in this – you can tell what a pro worker is because he's oh, like yeah. 100% on his mark. He's making it seem like there's 30 crew members instead of four. <laughs> like he's barking orders at people that don't exist. <laughs> he he deserves all the praise we give him in this movie. He's he every time he's on he he owns the scenes, you know. Well, I mean, there's some people like I mean, take the fact out of it of whether he's good or great or not good. He's awesome, but like he's just an obvious pro of like, yeah, okay, no problem. I walk down this hallway, do this, bam, bam, bam. I hit all my spots. I'm saying all my lines. I'm great. Like, yeah. Where you can tell other people are like. It's taken all my concentration to do one of those things. <laughs> you, mean, you mean like the line at the end of this minute? Oh, it's – yeah. I, I'm sure you must have had it. It's it's bad. It's but really bad. All that shit happens all in one shot before this, so you had to take what you got. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the line though, I just got to point it out. More fucking flannel. You got to be kidding me here. I know. He walks up to another flannel guy and it's not that much different than the flannels that we're looking at already. And it's the same shitty undershirt, too. It's that same... Why is everybody wearing that? It looks like... <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, it the, looks waf- like it's... the waffle print, like, yeah. down. It yeah. looks like Long John's. <laughs> it looks like it should be one piece with a, with a, a button in the back so you can take a dump. Yeah, it's I, got a big I nicotine curr- stain on it. <laughs> I currently own, like, five of those things. Really? They're, mo- they're amazing. <laughs> they're the most comfortable shirts in the world. I'm wearing one right now. It's For me... A- it- I wear I wear something like that, but usually underneath if I'm going outside. It seems oh like yeah, under a hoodie for sure. Yeah, or definitely. or perhaps a flannel shirt. Yeah, yeah. maybe a flannel. <laughs> <laughs> but it must have been big back then because there's at least three or four people with that same shirt on. Yeah, this we were talking. It's a weird time in history because this is ninety four, ninety five. A lot of denim, like a holdover from the eighties. A lot of big hair still held over from the eighties. It's almost gone, but it's still there. But like that nineties grunge is is there with a vengeance now. Like people have. The longer hair, the skateboarder hair, there are tons of flannel all over the place. What's funny is that everything is parted down the middle. You've got the hair parted down the middle. You got the buttons open on the waffle print, and then you got like the flannel open. It's just <laughs> like a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I had Jeremy London's hairstyle. Yeah, no doubt. Wings. Oh, I had that up to like 2005. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I way overstayed my welcome with that kind of. <laughs> Like and if I tried to grow my hair like Brody's, in my mind it would look like Brody's, and in reality it would just look like shit. Because <laughs> like, you know, he has an he has a standby you know hairdresser that's making it look that way. Right. Whereas like, there's only I mean, if you wash your hair, make it look, and try to make clean it up, it's not going to look like that. If you actually let your hair just sit for a couple of days and get shitty, well, now your hair's all shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, I can't well, do I, that. It's if it's been a couple of days, I'm like, okay, my hair is now smelly. I need to. I need to clean myself. I, I used to have hair down to almost my waist up until about a year ago. And there is like a whole chemistry behind washing your hair. I'm still 
rocking the ponytail. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. hell yeah. Well, I mean, mine was like huge. It was like yeah. you had to keep it up in like this like bun. It was just, it was out of control. But you really learn a thing or two about the how that all works. Right, right. And keeping uh, moisture up in there. I've had short hair now for 20 years. So I don't have to worry about it. So. Oh, I cut it and it's great. I don't miss it at all. Really? Because I cut it three or four times and I always grow it back. It's just, it's more of a pain in the ass for me to go get a haircut every two weeks than it is to just let it go. <laughs> every two, like every two weeks, like I go like once every like, well, I mean, I'm forced to go once a month. But... I was just say you go when you have to. That's you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I went five years without a haircut. Yeah. And uh, I don't miss it. <laughs> then again, I've grown it out before too. And yeah. then said the same thing when I cut it. So, yeah, I'll probably be growing out again soon. Like you, just Although, go, uh, you can go Michael Rooker style. Just go straight up. <laughs> skin bald. Oh, I can't do that. I have a giant dent in the top of my head. I would be so creepy with no hair. I'm like really – I'm crossing my fingers hoping that I keep it at least I, I'm afraid if I shave. It. Yeah, if I shave my head, I'm going to look like the guy from the last house on the left. <laughs> I, I have many scars on my head. Many scars. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that the stories for are for a different podcast, a true crime podcast. <laughs> but I think I had 48 stitches at one time across the top. So. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I've had stitches on top of my head too. Yeah, so I'm not cutting my hair. Did you actually count them out or did you just take their word for it? I took their word for it. <laughs> it, it was 48 stitches and a fractured skull from a car accident. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Broken nice. collarbone. It was a nice one. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's what you get for that. Yeah, mine was uh, I hit my head on the landing gear door of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. To be to be fair to myself, at least they were they weren't the normal landing gear door that are always open. So I'm not like an idiot to walk into something that's always there. They had the other doors down that weren't normally down. So like I stood up, the I other stood up, giant and it was like piece of metal that is right in front of me. That yeah, I well, into. I was. I was like down on the ground doing something. I went to stand up and it was like, I'm like, uh-oh, I'm going to sit down now. <laughs> I pictured you were walking across the runway in the plane. No, 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 no. That's what I pictured. <laughs> no, I was under the plane and with a handful of bullets when it happened. Wow. So I, I hit what my head. What the fuck are you doing with bullets? Hold on. That, 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 I am not well, letting that part. All right. Well, to be fair, okay, I was in the Air Force, so it was <laughs> – It was legal. Yeah, so there was – we had – there was uh, – and to be, also to be extra fair, they were dummy rounds. They weren't, they weren't actual rounds because we weren't live firing. So I had like a handful of just like loose rounds of like 20-millimeter rounds. I went to stand up like bam, and all I remember hearing is – Clink, 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 as they all fell out of my hands. <laughs> and then my uh, the guy that was helping me was up on top of the plane. He's like, are you all right? And I looked down at the ground. There's like a pool of blood. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so you got bitch slapped by a fucking aircraft. Yeah, I got into a fight and it won, <laughs> as it always does. <laughs> yeah, and then I had those stitches. Yeah, the stitches were for like two weeks. And then they're like, well, come back to the doctor and get the stitches taken out. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going back. I just had somebody at work take him out. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got a pair of needle nose over there. <laughs> yeah, it's not a complicated procedure at that point. You just got to find somebody that's got the stomach to do it. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, can you pull these with the stomach to do it. Yeah, can you pull these out of my head? Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, come on. <laughs> I ain't doing it. It's like I gotta find someone that's got a set of balls. Where are the women at? <laughs> it, it really wouldn't be me. I can't even help my daughter put her earrings in. I'm grossed out by. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I used to work in a hospital. I could tell you some stories. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now that now, now that I've gone through my flannel. What, what phase, movie? Are, what movie are we talking about? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> sorry, we went into a flannel funk. Every time the flannel comes up, we just—it's <laughs> like we get in—it's like the Twilight Zone. We wander off. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, can, are you going to deliver his line? <laughs> what is his line here? His line is, "It was I can do better than him." <laughs> So you made her dump me. Now you're gonna auction her off to better. F- I, I wrote flub. I actually wrote flub in, uh, in <laughs> my too. notes. I did too. I flub written down. <laughs> I wrote flub <laughs> to better further your own career. Right there is where he flubs. Where he says to better f- f- further your own career. Yeah. Yeah. My and my then, exact my exact thing in my notes is Jesus. London flubs these lines. <laughs> and I literally wrote you're going to auction her off to better flub further your career. That's what I wrote. <laughs> So he was probably either supposed to say better or further, not right. both. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, it is bad. So like it's he, flubber? <laughs> he knows he fucks up there because he stops yeah. and he it's too late. He's just got to go with it at that point. Yeah, because it's almost – I'm trying to think – I'm trying to go back to when the, the last cut was. I don't think there's a cut for this whole minute. You think it's all one long? It like, is because it, it starts with – Like that fight scene in Daredevil? <laughs> well, that's not quite that. Or that scene in Children of Men. Yeah, Children of Men, the 10 minutes, uh, it's the good fellas walking through the restaurant. <laughs> but, I mean, compared to Clerks, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it starts with this whole scene from where we picked up. It's him falling down, putting his foot through the thing. Jeremy London runs up on stage. So, like, I, you know, sure I got to give props. Not cut there? There's not. So, Walt leaves, and now they go behind the camera. And there's there's no there's not even any room for like a Hitchcock cut where somebody cuts through the camera. No, it's straight on, and then they're walking towards us. Yeah, nothing cuts camera, and there's no place for a cut. And then Rooker grabs the other guy, talks to him, and the guy does extra faces at him because he's not allowed to talk. Yeah, the the only reason that this survives is because they can only do his foot going through the carpet so many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see and they this, get done, and Kevin's like, it, "You think we can do it again?" And Rooker's like, "No." No, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and this was the best of all of them. Yeah. Well, you think maybe they had one. You think one, they only did it once? Maybe twice because I don't know what kind of reset they had on that. If that but, was the I first mean, take, the, that the, was The, the run could give away out of like Velcro or something. Like I'm wondering now. Yeah, that were, fall, you can't cut that fall out. If that's oh, the that fall, falls you're awesome. keeping so you that fall. Keep the yeah. only other way to get out of it is – you you do it with coverage like you you cut him walking backstage you cut it at some point which I bet if it was Kevin today he would say he couldn't he didn't have enough money to reshoot it or he couldn't do it for whatever reason I think he would make a cut backstage he wouldn't be as precious about like oh we got to have this whole shot in there because right. there's no reason you can't have a cut backstage you could cut back to Walt walking away or something with his head down or you could just fair- do when the camera turns instead of doing a camera turn you could just do a straight cut at that point there's no yeah. need. To- in fairness, it's the first time that he has any sort of budget whatsoever. Yeah, and it's like his first time directing like a not a, like a real movie, basically. Right, and not a not a bootleg movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's not like him and his friends. Like, there's actual actors in this movie. Like, if you're the first time director coming out there, you're basically a first time director. You've only done Clerks, which were just your friends and local, you know, theater actors. You're and now on the Rooker, set. Like, this is Michael Rooker. He was in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, a movie yeah, he's actually it. seen. He's the biggest star in the movie at well, this point, at least. Well, I guess Shannon Doherty would have been but... more well known because this is nine hundred two one zero. He's yeah. coming off of yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great point. I mean, now you're looking at it at this time frame. It would be, I guess, Affleck would be the most well known. But 
I mean, most people would know Rooker too, especially genre. I would fans. say Rooker's pretty big now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the cast, I know I'm springing this on you, <laughs> but I'm of course part of the recasting couch podcast. And so over these three minutes, I have actually recast all of the people that we've discussed. Oh, well, one shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> so who do, you, who do you got for us? I don't, I don't get that at all. Why is that so funny? <laughs> uh, because I, he knows I shit on Jeremy London almost yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah, just trying to remove <laughs> Jeremy London out of here. <laughs> oh, he stinks, but I'm replacing with him with another guy who stinks. Oh, Jason okay. London? <laughs> <laughs> No, although I went with Freddie Prince Jr. I can see that, I, I guess. I can see that. I think Freddie Prince Jr. is a far more accomplished actor. Accomplished, I mean, like, yes. Like, he's – okay, I put it this way. He's – well, he's never going to be great. I think he's technically fine. Like, he's – Yeah. Like, he's perfectly serviceable doing stuff. Unless he has to pretend to play hacky sack and she's all that. Then it all goes <laughs> to shit. But other than that – Other than that, he was great as Fred from um, Scooby-Doo. Well, didn't he? He worked for WWE for a while, didn't he? Freddie Prince Jr. Did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he yes. was writing. He was a writer for WWE. Was I did hear that? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's on the a podcast now. The Freddie and the Wolf, I think it's called. It's with a comedian, Josh Wolf. He's on. He's in California, but uh, Josh Wolf is really funny, and the podcast is good. So, uh, moving on, I've got for Brody Rory Cochran. Yeah, that he plays. He plays almost the same character in Empire Records. Oh, okay. And he was uh, Slater in Dazed and Confused. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, I wasn't sure who it was. I know who you're talking about that, too. And I think he could have pulled that off. Probably the same time frame he could have pulled that off, too. He probably was the same age. Right, yeah. It would have been yet another guy pulled from Dazed and Confused <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you could have, like, swapped those casts out. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a great... You know what? Now that I'm looking at my cast, yeah, I could probably match that up. Uh, so, who I had for uh, Gwen is Brittany Murphy. I think it's, and I've listened to recasting couch. I think I've heard Brittany Murphy come up a few times when you're talking. Uh, she's great. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a she's, huge fan. She's dead, right? She's passed away, right? Yes. yes yeah, okay. Yes, she did. Now, uh, I did recast Walt. <laughs> with another guy from the view askew universe i don't think i'm saying that right view askew universe yeah uh, <laughs> and it was a guy who was in jay and silent bob strikes back which i know you've already done the minutes for that but Diedrich bader from office space oh Diedrich yeah bader. i like spoke specifically to him on, i spoke to him on twitter not too long ago because he's one of my favorite batman uh voices ever <laughs> yeah, he was, oh, who, oh, was he in the animated series? He was, he I, Bra- Brave and the Bold or whatever. Is that yeah, him? Brave and the Bold. Jeff actually mentioned that um, Ben Affleck was the third best Batman, and I tweeted, he's the third best Batman. If you don't count the animated series, then you have to move two more spaces, including D- Diedrich Bader. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And he, he tweeted back. He said, wow, thanks. <laughs> but, but yeah, his character from Office Space, the long-haired dude. Yeah. It was just oh, it was perfect the, to me. In the case of the Mondays. Oh, no, man. No. <laughs> All right. So next I have uh, Shannon, the uh, the Ben Affleck role. Mm-hmm. I had Jerry O'Connell. I can totally see that. Yeah. Especially yeah. this like this age, like the 25-year-old Jerry O'Connell. Oh, sure. And with the double blazer flip. Oh, yeah. He could, he could be the douchey <laughs> double blazer flipping guy. <laughs> 
my only problem with him is like I've seen him be so nice in so many shows. Oh, as a dude, I love him. Yeah, he, he's he always seems like the greatest guy in real life. Nobody's got a bad thing to say about him, but he also plays just a fantastic douche. Yeah, which is funny because like if you watch a lot, especially Ben Affleck's like first like ten years of movies, he's an asshole or a douchebag in every single movie. But then if you listen to him on like Kevin's, uh, he used to when he still used to hang out with him, he's on a couple of the commentaries. He sounds like he was a blast to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. And totally then, a fun guy. Yeah, then he met uh, Jennifer Garner, and that was it, apparently, for uh, his relationship with Kevin. <laughs> Yikes. It was just like, yep, and then one day I wasn't friends with that guy anymore. It's basically what that was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next one I have is Renee, and this one's going to be a deeper cut. May have to look it up, but it is Tatiana Maslany. Have you ever seen the show uh, Orphan Black? Yes, and My she plays like tw- like ten different She's characters. The star? That's her name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. She's yeah. amazing. I, you but, know, I like. But that the sh- lead. I'm no, sorry. I'm Go sorry. I saw. I liked that show for like a season or two, and then it seemed to get repetitive. My wife kept going, and I had to avoid it after that. <laughs> yeah, it got a little tough in the later yeah. seasons, yeah. but she is amazing. Yeah, she's good. And the fact that she wasn't nominated for an Emmy in that first season yeah. is just a travesty. She crushes. And she's been in some other stuff lately. I don't know off the – I don't remember off the top of my head. But she – like the, the main role that she plays yeah, she's good. in that show as Renee would be fun. <laughs> so I was going to say, she's so good you're almost overshooting it. <laughs> I've, I've, actually that's a great that's an absolutely great point uh, oh so I've only got one more left and that's uh, Svenning yeah, and I, I had David Koechner uh, and, I, and I like Koechner but I I don't know I don't know if I, he could, I think he's almost too goofy for this role is okay. he like too is he not I don't know he's like Rooker is he's an A-level prick this whole movie he's got like no He's got not, not not a soft side. He's like no humor to him at all. All his humor is anger. Yeah, he's legitimately frightening, and I don't think that's necessary for the role. <laughs> <laughs> because I have seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and it's amazing, and he's yeah. great in it, and that's just terrifying. That's why when I don't... he's he's in this movie, and you're like, why are people standing up to him? I'd be like, this guy's a, I'm scared of this guy. Yeah, what kind of balls do all of these guys have? Like Jay and Silent Bob and Brody and TS. They're just like openly standing up to like this terrifying human being. I actually thought he makes his presence is so different. I thought he was taller. And then we looked it up and Jeremy London's actually taller than him. Well, I mean, he's not short, though. He's like average right. height. He's like 5'10", 5, 5'11", 5, or something like yeah. that. It was just in the one scene, it looked like he was towering over him. Yeah, it looks really scary in the... And those are fairly easy camera Apparently, it was just a little bit of acting. Yeah. I know. They make Tom Cruise look big all the time, too. (laughs) They make him look normal height. The bad part is the short jokes with him have gotten so out of hand now. Everybody's like, he's so tiny, so tiny. Well, he's not tiny. He's just like – he's like a little below average height. He's not even like – it's not like he's 5'1". He's an Oompa Loompa, just like that guy that was on my – He's an Oompa Loompa. I, I, for my recasting, I had him as the Oompa Loompa in the background. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the Oompa Tom Loompa. Cruise is. He's, it's like his role in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> where he's just like completely unrecognizable. Yeah. And just 
and it's still be like one of my five favorite Tom Cruise roles. Oh, it's so good. I bet it's one of his favorites too, where he's like, I just get to go ape shit and just go do whatever. <laughs> I completely believe. Well, that's why he was so good in Magnolia. Because he oh, was yeah. just a We're- character he can completely disappear in and just. You know, my only problem with his Magnolia character is I always assume that's what he's like behind closed doors. <laughs> Although it's funny though, he's one of those people like you hear all this weird like Scientology stuff about him, but like any person you meet that meets him, nicest guy in the world, never had a problem with it, great to work with, helps his fellow actors. Like you don't hear bad stuff about him. Yeah, but you're like you always think you're going to. <laughs> like you're like it's happening one day. <laughs> you, always, you always brace for it. You're yeah. Like, all right. What, what's it gonna? Oh, like really? uh, I listened to Jay Moore's podcast one time, and he talked about him on Jerry Maguire. He's like, he's the greatest person I've ever acted with. He's like, I'm in a scene with him acting, and he's like, and I'm talking to him, and he's like off screen where the camera can't see. He's moving me around with his hand, like, no, nope, move over a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's good. And then he gives me the thumbs up, like, yeah, that's where he's supposed to be. Oh, well, <laughs> he's, he's like a total fucking pro for sure. He's like, he's directing me while he's delivering his dialogue, while he's delivering that speech at the restaurant. He's like, he's moving me around where he, where I need to be. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I'm so jealous of that talent. I, yeah. I do not have that level of talent, anything, particularly podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Speaking on that of, note, let's yeah. promote our podcast. Yeah. On that note, tell us all about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while we're speaking about terrible podcasts, go look us up at TheRecastingCouch.com, also on Twitter at RecastingPod and RecastingPod at gmail.com. We are doing our roundtable episodes coming up where we talk about specific topics instead of specific movies. So if you have anything that you're interested in or that you want to hear us, you know, flap our yaps about, then uh, let us know. Speaking of flapping yaps, Chris, tell them all about us. <laughs> oh, before – real quick. We also want to hear your picks for our movies. We've done a billion movies. Go look, listen to those. Give us your picks and argue with us because we, we love to do that on the internet. Do the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> Once it hits streaming, we'll we'll do that and we'll have you on. I promise. I absolutely promise that. Except that all my picks are like, sorry, he can't be replaced. He's the uh, he's the best actor ever. Yeah. That's for every role. <laughs> right. It's it's not easy. Sometimes we look at our cast and we're like, oh god, this is horrible. Like sometimes well, I mean, we just don't have it. Yeah, well, sometimes you're doing your best of like, or you're just trying to. I, I heard some of yours were like, well, the way this guy's cast is perfect, but if I wanted to change the role a little bit, I would pick this guy. Well, like that's how you're doing everything. Rook- like I don't know if you could like again. I don't know if you're going to out rook or rookie here. So you either go one of two ways. You either make him. You go Kackner, you go a little bit more comical. More goofy, you go, yep. you go the other way, you make him even a little more scary. I don't know how you do that though. <laughs> Fucking Anthony Robert De Niro in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be in a dating show? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin's uh, friends with a lot of people in Hollywood. I don't know if he's able to pull Anthony Hopkins though. <laughs> that might be a little out of his. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I now mean, I he said did that. get Judd Nelson, so. and well, and I just said that, and those words came out of my mouth, and then I realized he had Alan Rickman. Oh, that's so. All like, right. have Alan Rickman play that role, <laughs> and oh, it's the other way. Yes. Instead of being like scary in that way, he's scary the other way. He's like, like that suave scary of like, oh, this guy could have I me will killed. Devour your souls. <laughs> Right. Can I do the, the plugs now? <laughs> no, no, no. Give me, give, me, give me some more people to do bad imitations of. Like I, I got a few more in the bank. You can find us over on Dolly Jammer with the Jane Silent Bob Minute. We covered Clerks one minute at a time. Now we're pushing our way through Mall Rats here. You can go back and check out the Burbs Minute that was just mentioned. Um, just Google Burbs Minute, you'll find it. 
you can come to our T Public site and maybe buy a shirt, throw us a little cash. You got anything else, Jeff? I don't Definitely know. throw them some cash. Yeah, give us a, buy some of our shirts. Buy some yeah. of our burp shirts. Yeah, we got a burp. We got two burp shirts. No, one burp yeah. shirt up there. I don't remember. All right, I need another burp shirt. Shut up. We're out of here. Stay safe, neighbors. That was the that was the catch line of the burps. Yeah, that's how I ended all the episodes of the burps. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch myself from laughing when he said it. <laughs> <laughs>